What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again. Uh, thank you so much for being with us again this week. We are uh, sadly short one host. We miss the professor very much, but he's out in nature right now, finding himself, celebrating another trip around the sun. So he's having a good time. He deserves it. So fuck yeah, Joseph. We're going to miss you this one, but rock on, brother. We'll see you next week. Um, thanks again to the subscribers. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, hit the subscribe button for us. That would be much appreciated. Um, calidef.com, all the social network bullshit, we're all there. Um, so this week we have yet another part two with yet another cryptopsy vocalist, the current one, Matt McGacky. He also is the uh, host of the Vox and Hops podcast. You could find that everywhere as well YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. Um, Great to have you back, Matt. I know we wanted to have you on to uh, dig in a little more depth on you and your podcast and maybe even more of your history in the metal scene and what you're up to right now. Like, this is awesome. I know we had been talking about it like right after you had did the full lineup plus DeSalvo. And uh, yeah, now we're here, dude. I don't know how many episodes later, but fuck yeah. Rock on, I was thinking like it's 20 episodes later, which is a lot in podcast world. So congrats right. to you guys to be hustling, hustling along uh, in the podcast game. It's fun. It's dangerous. I hope that you're having a good time. We're having a great time, dude. Oh, yeah. You guys are rocking. You guys are loving it, too. Right, Joel Casey? Oh, yeah. By the way. I don't really like it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, we actually I got forced into this whole thing. Yeah, we I got him to sign a contract without reading it. No, just no, I love stuck. it. Like a musician. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been awesome. Every Thursday, I definitely look forward to it. You know, you oh, a, yeah. your work week is you're just got really nothing really to look forward to. You're like, oh, this band's coming on this week. Fuck yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome. And it's just kind of like get to dive into a different world every Thursday. So yeah, no, it's been definitely didn't think it was gonna be this much of a run that it's been already and this consistent. But uh yeah, man, it's been it's been well, fucking fun. I mean, just like with you. I mean, Matt, it's like you're constantly going too. I'm seeing clips all over the place. Yeah, man, it's hustling along. I've been—I started at uh, Vox and Hops in October 2018, and I'm approaching 290 episodes, which will be coming up uh, at the beginning of September because I took a one-month break for the first time ever. How dare you? In the podcast, <laughs> yeah. I took four weeks off from releasing new episodes. What'd you to, do in to, those four weeks? I conducted interviews for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But I also took time to just be with my family, to be with myself, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, reflect and think and try to come up with new crazy ideas uh, for Vox and Hops and how to uh, reimagine what I'm doing in a different way to try to mm-hmm. connect with the audience that I've created um, more deeply. Uh, the community that comes with Vox and Hops is very special to me. So, so finding ways to connect with them and to interact with them and to create special events for them is something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. So that's really where we've been this whole month. It's been crazy. Like a do bunch you think, of. I was going to say, do you think that the, that you taken a, a month long break, just as pod nerdery talk right here. Do you sure. think that, that that built like a, a hype or something where people were missing the podcast? Were you getting messages, stuff like that going like, what's up? And like kind of building like a little bit of a mystery hype kind of un- unintentionally. 
I was in this process of releasing two episodes a week for so long that I honestly believe that most humans don't have enough time to listen to what I'm putting out. So throughout this month, I feel like my numbers have been good and I've honestly been charting incredibly well, better than usual, which is crazy to me. Uh, The fact that I've been putting it in for so many years and grinding to put stuff up in the, put stuff out in the hopes of charting. And then I take a break and that's when I chart the best is, is a mystery to me, but I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) But what I, my, my, my idea about, taking a month off and then I'm going to come back with only one episode a week is that I really want to focus on each episode and focus on each conversation and really cherish those conversations as opposed to just moving on to the next one. I feel like it's easy for me to have lots of conversations. There's lots of opportunities to have conversations to share those conversations appropriately and to um, really appreciate each guest, uh, each conversation, each little nuance and to share that with, the metal community with the craft beer community is something that I'm uh, striving to do uh, more of as the podcast returns in September. Definitely. That's, that's super cool that you found the niche of two things, you know, cause most metalheads like beer, you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely a correlation of two, two really popular things. I mean, obviously you have metalheads like metal and then they, when they go to metal shows, they like to have beer. So it was like, I thought the idea was really unique and, how did, how did you come up with that? What was, what was the, who came up with it? Was it you? I mean, was it like uh, just making a link of the two and it's, it's my life. I, I really just love metal, love craft beer and the whole story of how Vox and Hops started. I'm not sure we spoke about this last time was I, I was on a sabbatical for a year. Uh, I, my day job is, and I still have it is uh, taking care of young children in an early childhood education center. I take care of four to five-year-old children typically. And uh, I took a year off to stay home with my then 18-month-year-old daughter. My wife went back to work after her maternity leave. And instead of sending her to daycare right away, I took the year off because I had hit that sort of quota that I was allowed to take a year off. And I spent a year at home here in Canada. Uh, it, get, it gets dark very early in the winter. And we don't watch ch- uh, TV with my children. Uh, my child at that moment, now we have two. Uh, we don't watch TV with my kids to entertain them. So uh, the afternoons got goddamn long. Mm-hmm. And I had listened to just about every single album that I've ever liked and I'd have heard about. So I was like, let's check out this, this podcast thing that Ollie, Cryptopsy's bassist, Cattle's bassist, um, is raving about and talking about. I had just been on the Jasta show with Flo a few months before that. And I was like, let's start with that. So I listened to the Jasta show. I was like, this is really cool. I really like this. And then I got into the X-Men with Doc Coyle because I was following him on socials because I was a big God forbid fan back in the day. And then I got into off camera with Sam Jones. And then I got into just so many podcasts, just obsessively listening to these while playing with my daughter instead of watching TV. So, so from that, it escalated into a conversation with my wife, who is now the producer of the podcast, uh, Jessica. She's really like the brains behind all my stupid ideas. She's the one that puts shit together. She's a project manager uh, for trade and she did a whole bunch of schooling and, and had to do smart things. <laughs> she would be upset with me not remembering. And <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good, uh, you know, hyping her up. He definitely did a good job. She, she, we went out to dinner for her birthday and through a conversation, we came up with the idea that I should start a podcast about beer and metal. Uh, the name was born that night, uh, Vox and Hops. 
Uh, initially, it was Vox and Locks or <laughs> because of the hair, uh, but that yeah. quickly went away because of my love of craft beer. Because at the same time as I was at home with my daughter, about a year and a half, three, two years before that, I really got deep into the Quebec craft beer market. It was like a real a slow evolution becoming a craft beer enthusiast uh, from my very first tour, which was right before our tour together, uh, Joel mm-hmm. and Casey in Europe, I did, and it was right after it. Uh, we went to Summer Slaughter right after that tour. And I remember being in Atlanta and going to this little convenience store, picking up Sierra Nevada and a Blue Moon and those beers like Chris Donaldson was with me. He was like, Lord, Worm loves these beers. You should drink these beers. They're really good. And I drank them and I was like, what is this? What is this hobby profile? I didn't understand it. I enjoyed it. And then it all kicked off from there. But so just putting together my love of um, craft beer and then asking disturbing questions. I was always that guy on tour that would prod at people, Um, Mm. not maliciously, but in a interesting way. I remember sitting with the singer of Psychroptic at Brutal Assault, and we had climbed up. I don't know if you, anyone's played Brutal Assault. It's at this old fort in um, in Czech Republic, and uh, there's a whole like wall system that goes out around the the stage area and the crowd area, and you're not supposed to be there because it's full of holes and very dangerous, and these shafts that you could fall through. But we were drunk, and we climbed up there anyways, and we sat up there, and I was asking Pepe these questions, and he's like, he was on that summer slaughter tour, and he asked me, he was like why do you always make me just feel so self-conscious and make me think of these deep thoughts? So, so from these two conversations and things like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I did. And it was three years ago at this point, uh, I was at heavy Montreal, which is a huge metal festival here in Montreal, uh, probably one of the best in North America. And I was looking around and I was like, next year I'm going to be here and I'm going to be invited as media for the podcast. I'd played it twice before, but I wanted to be like on the other side of the rope for some reason. And then that night I asked Danny Marino to be my first guest from the agonist. He's an old friend. I felt comfortable with him. And then the next Wednesday or something, I went to his house and recorded an interview with him. And then I recorded nine more. And then in October, 2018, I launched Vox and Hops with 10 episodes in the bag. And I've been going since. Subsequently, I did go to heavy Montreal as media. And now they are the presenting sponsor of Vox and Hops. Who did your uh, uh, symbol? That, that uh, it's this awesome dude named uh, Andrew Tremblay. And that's really like another, a, a lot of the stories of Vox and Hops ties into the movie Slumdog Millionaire, where, uh-huh. you know, the kid is, goes onto this game show, Who Wants mm-hmm. to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. And he knows every answer and they think he's cheating, but it's because he's lived all these life experiences. So I put out onto, this is like Vox and Hops in a nutshell. I put out on the internet, who knows a graphic designer? And then this dude that I had met on the Belfagor tour who was filming them named James um, hit me up. He says, I got this guy. So I hired Andrew. He made Vox and Hops. This is branding. I've hired him for just about everything that I've done uh, from there. Uh, aside from some beer collabs, uh, that's another dude named Philip Ivanovic. But um, yeah, he's one of those dudes, just one of those perfect things that just worked. My wife came up with the concept of what it should look like. And mm-hmm. he just fulfilled it. I'm Killed a sucker it. for the, the classic Jolly Roger, the skull and crossbones. So I, I yeah. love that spinoff dude. Yeah, it's red. I'm a vocalist as well. And I love beer. So it's like, everything's in the hat right there for me, dude. I love it. <laughs> Jolly Roger hat hops and fucking Damn. microphone. 
Yeah, I wanted to talk about those, dude. Speaking about beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you <laughs> This drinking? is what I'm going to be drinking tonight. This is a uh, Vox and Hops' Brutal North America. Uh, last June, I dropped 22 collabs across North America where I paired metal breweries with bands from all across North America. This is Cryptopsy's most recent collab. Uh, we have a song obviously called Cold Hate, Warm Blood. This is Cold Haze, Warm Blood. It's a double New England with blood orange juice in it. And it's amazing. Nice. From Kanawaki Brewing Company. They also made the Crisp Topsy um, Pilsner Supremacy collab. I think I was having that last time. Regina. I love it, dude. So I Matt, do you, so have you ever thought about like, the logistics of sending alcohol via mail and maybe having like a subscription for people completely illegal, completely impossible. Okay. Um, beer is the worst merch item. Okay. It's a horrible merch item, mm -hmm. but it's really fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, totally. if you were to get it like delivered, they have to like check your ID, don't they? To, even the then you can't it? send it across lines. Oh, the so even this you'd have to basically hook up with the brewery in the States. Mm -hmm. To yeah, rebrew like it, that. contract brew it in each distribution it's it's a nightmare yeah it sounds yeah. like a nightmare that would be uh, perfect especially because kanawaki is one of the first breweries on a native territory so they mm. can't even sell the beer outside of the territory wow, but wow. i love their brewer uh, drew he's i love him to death he makes great 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 beer he's a metalhead um so i keep working with him and they are gonna rebrew this one they've done four or five batches of crisp topsy i'm not gonna tell them to stop it's a good beer. Metalheads love it. Non-metalheads love it. And if a normal person is walking into their house with something that looks like this, <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> yes. Most definitely. Nice. Definitely. Cheers. It's gorgeous. Cheers, Cheers, man. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that artwork design on it is awesome for all the audio listeners. You got to yeah. check out the, the video episode on YouTube. Yeah, um, that's uh, Philip Ivanovic. I, I basically just yeah. threw at him like, I want like the Vox and Hops demon crawling out of North America. That's and then he gave me that. And I was like, you rule. <laughs> I gave him yeah. just the, the most minimal description like, of what I needed. He's holding a beer with a Cryptopsy logo on it, people. Just so yeah. you know. That's what's up. <laughs> Pretty well, cool, I, man. I, I heard Gorguts had one like a few years ago. They do. They still do. I have one okay. sitting in my room waiting nice. for the day that I interview Luke. Yeah, it will happen. Oh, it will man. happen. It's there. I won't drink it. It's waiting for him. It's called Obscure IPA. Obscure IPA. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. It's a black IPA. This one is a 8.5% ABV. You would never nice. know that. It's nice. dangerously delicious. Dang. Yeah, well, we dude, might actually have hazes. Oh, I was just saying with the hazes that that those percentages hide well. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah, with the, the, the blood orange juice. It really sort of has, brings us a stringent, slightly sour. And this is probably a month and a half old now mm -hmm. and it's it's holding up really well yeah the canning job's great awesome no oxidation so, just delicious i was thinking actually so you were talking about how you first started you know your first interview and stuff like that do you ever go back and listen to that and never to old interviews <laughs> yeah yeah i would hate yeah. to yeah but yeah. i I'm, I'm i'm sure i would hate it especially because now i feel like i have more of like it's like with anything right you don't want to go listen yeah. to your old shows mm -hmm. performance wise I don't like listen music to ours either I actually I, went back and listened to like one of our, I don't know, it was probably a, I don't, between episode 10 and 20 and just to, just to throw it on. Cause I was just like sitting at work just, but I had like some time to kill. And uh, the difference between now, if I were to say like looking at us now versus, and I was talking to Casey about this too, like, like looking at us back then versus now we're just way more like used to it. And like, we're like, as far as um, I mean, that's obvious, but 
were way more like chill. We were like, mm-hmm. our eyes were way more like, oh yeah, totally. We were like, Stress. every question, Stress. like every question, we were just like, yeah, we're like jumping on it. Just and how like you this. feel afterwards too. Like, even if it's like a whatever, or yeah. you felt like it was whatever, like every, everybody else doesn't say that. And it's just you in your head, dude. That's all it is. It's like a show. Yeah. It's like, a yeah, show. we've yeah. gotten way more like from like, yeah, totally to like, yeah, totally, man. So uh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> it's very, basically like the, the hyperness has gone uh, down. Comparing yeah. how I felt before we started the episode now versus the cryptopsy episode, dude, I was like, I was like rubbing my knees before we were about to do the cryptopsy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're, here's you're, the- you're, in, you're in good hands tonight, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Well, I was comfortable Those... with that one just because we already had already toured with them. But I think the the moment that I knew that I was kind of mellowed to the whole situation was when we had Dallas from um, Nile and stuff on. And like um, Casey was like, well, he's in the lobby. Should I let him in? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And Casey had to go do something. So it was just me and Dallas. And I was just totally like, hey, what's up, dude? I've never met him or anything before. And it just turned into like a talk. You know, yeah. I was just not even nervous. And I was like, how's it going, man? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Just talking to him just like a. How would someone out, you know, walking in the grocery store or something? And that's when I was like, okay, I got the, I'm not really, I mean, there'll be probably a few guests that will make me nervous. Like, you know, if we had, I don't know, certain like singers, like if we had Gary Holt or some like humongous name, like Chino from the Deftones, even though it's not death metal. If he just like came on here, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't though. You're, you're, you've always been so chill, Joel. I know, but still, I still have my my fan, well, you know, my well, fan uh, allegiances to things where I'm just like I hold them on certain people on such a high pedestal that it would probably freak me out, you know. Well, Matt gets some guests on that I'm like, damn, man. Yeah, Sebastian Bach, I'd be worried about. Yeah, I was like, what I'd, the hell? That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh, unbelievably chill. Um, yeah, he was 20 minutes late. I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me. There's times that I, I launch a meeting. And I just sit there by myself just waiting yeah. for the whole night. <laughs> and then that happens. So I have like a 20, 30 minute grace period mm-hmm. and yeah. that I've instilled. And at the same time, I always have work to do. So I started doing work uh, waiting for Sebastian. And then I'd finished my work and I was just about to get up and crack the beer that I was going to drink with him and sit on my couch. And boom, there he was. And he was on fire. Yeah, it was, was awesome. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That was a, an interview through Heavy Montreal. That month. And he was just amazing. Just just he sang. Uh, he made me laugh. Uh, yeah. It's probably like the YouTube video that has the most crazy comments from people that don't like what he's saying politically. Mm-hmm. And I could give a fuck what people think. Well, so one just, thing about I just leave the comments there. But one thing about Sebastian Bach is that uh, I kind of had a I mean, you know, obviously, like a big Skid Row fan. I love, I love some of those old albums and stuff. Um, I, I when I saw that you were interviewing him, I had to watch, and the main reason why I had to watch immediately was because he did an interview with um, Loud, Loudwire, mm. or it was the the Wikipedia tr- uh, Truth or Fiction or whatever you know that uh, uh, Graham does, and um, and he was just such a dick to Graham. He was just like, I, you, I never, you never know what you're gonna get. But I've been yeah. so lucky he was like laughing going like who the fuck is this guy well like being like super gnarly and the guy's like the <laughs> sweetest nicest guy graham's like probably one of the nicest like interviewers i've ever seen oh, that super, guy, like, there's, weird. there's been yeah there's he's been super yeah, yeah, yeah that guy yeah there's been two interviews where i didn't know what i was gonna get that was one of them and the other was war oh okay. yeah. yeah crazy uh, yeah that's definitely but they were cool. mysterious but i yeah. spoke to them I like adapted and spoke to them in character mm-hmm. and then they would like oh, cool. answer in character, but also not answer in character, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And I had ball like sack a, and hmm, the like cave an improv troll. thing going on. 
Yeah, yeah. Was like Did they wear the masks? Like, they wore the masks. They Dude, were in full character. So cool. Yeah. 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 That's uh there's that a rips. band there's a band uh, around San Jose or San Francisco here that um that I think they disbanded but they're getting back together called Arno Core. Oh, and they're nice. all it's, it's before that uh that one with the As They Lay Dying guy, the Arno it gets at a chopper there. Yeah, what was that band yeah. with uh they did like Austria uh, the, Austrian Death Austrian Machine. Death Machine. That's right. So it's before that, so they have that over them. But they will stick in character the whole show if you go hang out with them and they'll just be like fantastic <laughs> like every time you like all oh, of the, all the characters stick to it and you have never be. talked to anyone just gonna of, say must be yeah. exhausting oh they never it's the they never they crawl ever, in the van never. or they cry <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> What if they act like they're in the van and sometimes they accidentally go into character and everybody's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like o- Oakley Oakley. Oh, they're, they're at the drive, oh, yeah. drive through at Taco Bell and they're like, you know, doing the voices. Is, is Oakley Doakley still a thing? That was the old Ned Flanders. Band, oh, right? yeah, dude. Ned Flanders. I heard they Shout ruled. Out. Michelle Ayub from band. here in Montreal swears by them and Michelle Ayub has excellent standards. I think I've so. seen their YouTube videos and it was great. I've heard yeah. that they're amazing and live. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I should interview them. Dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the song down. names are all like sayings dude, by Ned, right? Dude, Matt. Oh, go ahead. No, I don't know. I was just saying the song yeah. names are like, you know, phrases that he said on yeah. the show and shit. Hell yeah. Probably. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> I think there's like, like live stuff or whatever. Yeah. I remember yeah. they were kind of uh, interesting. I was not expecting the style that they had. I was like, mm-hmm. it was definitely kind of a, uh, yeah it was more i will say this from what i saw i remember being like super stoked when i saw the them like all standing there all tough with like all wearing ned flanders shit. <laughs> i was like i was like that's a funny idea right there so and i listened good. to it and i'm like okay well it's most of the idea that's funny and it's good yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the music was like i was like okay they, well i won't listen to this they on, can't all yeah. be max sabbath right yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna fucking listen to them on spotify maybe it's only like YouTube. a whole it's <laughs> yeah. like a whole genre of bands that i just didn't even get deep in which is the parody that exactly exactly uh, I, yeah. yeah yeah i interviewed they're not a band anymore metalachi oh yeah they're, they're still too no they're touring they actually are came they? around here like oh, the dudes ago. the dudes that i interviewed are no longer a part of this what uh, okay what it is and uh i asked them like how do, how do you feel about being roped in to being this parody band you have to tour with oakley doakley you have to tour with max sabbath you have to tour <laughs> yeah, with- yeah. <laughs> you're not taken does it feel like you're not being taken seriously as an artist yeah yeah i mean everyone walks in there with a big smile on their face they're like ready for some yeah, comedy I mean- you know Oh, Weird Al like headlines, you know, fat tours. Well, know? that's that's pretty yeah. much where it probably all started. Was it's yeah. like the Black Sabbath of the yeah. of that shit, you know, you know, <laughs> Weird Al. Goddamn. So actually, Uh-oh. I did have a a hard hitting question to ask you. Hit me. All right. So um, I was just thinking about this on the drive home from work today. Um, so as you know, we toured with you right as um Unspoken King came out, and. Mm-hmm. As you know, it was a different sound, obviously, than the rest of the Cryptopsy albums. And it was taking a big leap in a different direction and, you know, bringing in the clean singing and stuff. And you were it was your first album with the band. Like, how did you feel coming into that situation? And I know, we, you know, we toured with you right as it came out. Um, how were you like, what was your mental mindset going through all that? Because it was there was a lot of negative stuff coming out because, you know, it's a band changing their sound. I mean, even though there is a lot of good normal Cryptopsy songs on there that are back to the old school roots and stuff like that. But the ones that everyone was talking about on the forums and all the, all the you know, the trolls and stuff and all the shit you had to deal with. How did you how did you deal with that? Because that must have been like a 
a weird entrance into a band. I discovered craft beer. (laughs) 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 I think he touched on it a little bit. We did, but I, I can, I don't think I opened up as much because the full band was there, but um, the period when I entered Cryptopsy was a very strange period for the band. I came from a band, Three Mile Scream, which was a metalcore band, not a deathcore band, which a lot of people have labeled me as a deathcore singer. I'm not a deathcore singer. I was a metalcore singer. I was a um, new wave of American metal, heavily inspired singer. And we would jam three to four times a week. When I got the call that I was in Cryptopsy, I called every week saying, are we jamming this week? And then I just stopped jamming because stopped calling because we never jammed. Hmm. And wow. then all of a sudden we got booked to do a tour in Mexico and we crash jammed to get ready for a tour. It was in March. I think in February we started jamming and I was not ready. And I had never done vocals like this in my life. And I remember going with my wife who had like some seminar in Ottawa And I remember sitting in her class learning Cryptopsy songs to get ready for this tour. We went and toured afterwards and it was, uh, it wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We did our best, you know, and then I I can't remember when, I think the album got recorded right after that, or maybe just a bit before that. Uh, But they didn't want Cryptopsy. They wanted something different. I was told that uh, numerous times we chose you because you're different do what you do. And I remember going into the studio and performing and having Chris's face just like disgusted as I'm doing my clean vocals. He's going, it's good. But with like this most, as if he's smelling the deepest shit that he could ever smell. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we kept going, we kept going. The album was finished. The band really enjoyed it. Not all of them. Chris never liked that album. And, uh, I remember the day I was at work, early childhood education. It was back in the day when I didn't have a smartphone. I went to work. I went on the work computer, logged in on SN, SNM. Is that, that was like the forum thing back mm-hmm. in the day. And, yep, and I, yep. the Cryptopsy thread, and it had leaked. Bemoan the Martyr had leaked. And it was just like a slew of just like destroying me and the song. And I had written that song about my friend who had passed away. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, mm. that's, the whole, that's the whole, like f- how that form was though, dude, there was mm. just like a big chunk of dudes who just wanted to shit on everything, dude. That's why I stopped going in there. So then I went back to work I had started my shift and that was a shitty day. I'd say the least. And uh, we went on that tour with you, Joel and Casey. And that mm. explains why I was extremely nervous and, yeah very stressed throughout the whole tour and then summer slaughter became the same thing i think we talked about this last time that uh we did that dinner time joke that was a negative impact reaction that we shouldn't have done and i feel like century media should have stopped us should have told us this is a bad idea you're doing the wrong thing but they didn't and and i don't know why they didn't i don't know what the relationship between the band and them was at that point but uh, me, from a marketing standpoint nowadays, with my maturity, looking back on that decision, was funny as hell, but the wrong decision in that moment. We should have been much more mature and uh, respected our old school fans and 
yes, this is our new, new, new direction. We respect that you dislike it, but we shouldn't have mocked people. But having like death threats and MySpace pages called crap topsy created with us all dressed yeah. in pink. And oh, my <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much, but, but at least we made an impact. And there was that whole like, what's that? Um, there was the Hitler movie that came out, the Die Fuhrer movie that came out around the same time as that and someone had redone the whole thing about flow changing cryptopsy's sound oh yeah the that meme thing that was going around with, but no it was uh, a whole subtitles. youtube video it was a yeah, whole yeah. youtube video it was really intense someone <laughs> spent a lot of time doing this <laughs> damn at least we made an impact but it's what the band wanted you know it was a very fragmented idea like they wanted clean vocals uh Flow was heavily Deftones inspired, Faith No More inspired. Eric wanted clean vocals. Alex wanted it to be black metal. Chris wanted it to be Cryptopsy. It was a fragmented idea. So we went through that stage. And then once the self-title came out, John came back and just sort of solidified everything. And everyone was happy again. And we've been yeah. running since then. John left again. But then, you know, Ollie, Chris, me, and Flo are the longest standing Cryptopsy lineup. I'm the longest standing Cryptopsy vocalist. Wow. But I will forever be the new Cryptopsy vocalist. <laughs> but how I felt, I felt like shit. I felt like I had failed. I felt that, but I didn't quit. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's definitely well, yeah. props to you on that. Because I remember even just talking to you on, on the tour bus and stuff, going through all that, like, you know, we like even the, what was the show in France we had to not play because of a death threat or something like, or something, something sort of threat or something. That's what Flo was saying to me. Really? Yeah, I remember sort, something about that. Yeah, yeah, it was like some sort of like someone threatened the venue if like because of the that's how like much that they were mad about it. You know what I mean? Maybe and I wasn't was, even told. Maybe he didn't tell me because he projected me from that. So Maybe. the songs I was trying to remember. So the songs were leaked on. Was it on the forums? Two songs were, on the so forums. Were they on, okay? So they weren't like on like MySpace or what? Like the, I can't remember what. I mean, no, no, they weren't. I assume that they came from like, from you know like publicists send out promo. Yeah, okay. Promo. So I imagine that it came from that because it came like two three weeks before the release date. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we went on a tour with you guys. We played. Yeah. A few new tracks, but not many. We, I think we only played one song once, and then we never played it again. Because the first show was in Berlin. We played, I can't remember the name of the song. Yeah. We played one new song once, and we never was played it, it again. Worship Your Demons? Hmm. No, no, that one we played many times. Though. Okay. And okay. subsequently afterwards. And uh, it's a two-minute song. It makes the set list look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely. We played 14 songs, but one of them is two <laughs> well, minutes long. It was yeah. funny for us because like like we like like just went on tour with you. We were like so stoked to tour with you guys in Cryptopsy and we're like huge fans. And then I like, you know, of course we heard about all that controversy and stuff, and like we were just like, dude, I don't know, people like it's like check this band out live. Like they're like mm -hmm. the earliest. So you guys were so good. Like, you know, and and of course, like like we said on the other episode, like we thought you were a great singer, like off the bat. We were like, dude, that guy's amazing. Like, you know, Thank so you. Like, we didn't know you and so we just met you. So we, we were being honest. We were like, dude, that guy shreds and you guys were so sick on that tour, you know. So that whole thing was just yeah, like it's whatever. Those those two tracks was it or something, you know? It was Bemoan the Martyr and uh Hmm. probably the plague which was actually the song that got me the gig because i had to go into studio hmm. to uh record a song which was the plague versus another singer and trust me and i know disrespect to this guy who's listening they would have hated his album more than mine 
But a lot of bands are doing that now, like the clean stuff. Dude, we, we were we were the, the forerunner. We always were avant-garde, uh, yeah. out of the box, shadow of intent, uh, cattle decapitation. There's clean vocals in everything now. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So, I think the execution of what we put was not perfect, though. It wasn't constructed yeah, yeah. I, the way that it should have been. Had we re- released the Unspoken King as a side project called the Unspoken King, it would have done well. It's a good yeah. band name. I think it would have done very well. That is a good yeah. band name. Well, but I think yeah, I think I think that's I think you're definitely onto that. That would have been like because yeah. you know people have like you know blasphemy made. They have whispered supremacy. They got all these like things, and then they hear like you know they're brought up with that from especially back in the day with death metal. It was way more like like if clean singing comes into the picture, like we'll we'll kill ourselves kind of thing. <laughs> like, like it's like it was like, yeah, they were like a big risk. At least, at least yeah. I brought people together, right? There was two yeah. camps before me. <laughs> there was camps. the DeSalvo camp. There was yeah. the Lord Worm camp. At least both of them together fucking hated me. So I, I brought people together. <laughs> and then that's what I've been doing oh, with, with Vox and Hops yeah. uh, and doing with the rest of my career is just bringing people together and creating beautiful things. And so, so I think that since the the self-titled I've redeemed myself, I feel like with Tome 1 and Tome 2, I've redeemed myself even further. I yep. know that with the new record that we are writing now, um, I will push myself and redeem myself even further. I'm very comfortable uh, with n- many new voices that I've been fucking around with. I, love- I was hired to do monster voices. Yeah, um, sick recently as a part of a video game which i can't talk about sadly but i would love to um it was super fun uh, and i'm excited to do more of that with la fabrique des monstres uh from here in montreal i don't like you using the word redemption though because i know as an artist as an artist you should i would still be proud of my shit it's like that that was that was you didn't do that with anybody fucking holding a gun to your head. That's what you guys wanted to do exactly. in the creative space. And that's what Crypto came but it's, out it's, with. It's like looking back at those first episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's redemption in the fans' eyes, but fuck those fans, dude. It's like Crypto well, myself about what has the, been the a performance, band. The performance that I could give. Is, is, is more so what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm, we're yeah, all yeah. artists, right? We're never totally. satisfied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most so, definitely. So, well, I I, just I don't to... like looking at it, any. Sorry to cut you off. I, to look at any YouTube videos from any tour that is not the most recent tour, because I change stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I see the old shit, I'm like, ah, using that old technique. It's got that weird little note. I don't fucking like it. That little whistle scream thing that I don't. Anyway, so. But now it yeah. hasn't been two years that I performed, so I'll listen to everything. Casey, go for it. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I was listening to the self-titled one on my way to work like like the last few days, but like literally on my way home tonight. Um, and then those EPs, I love those. I've always loved them. And like I re-listened, I mean, I, I, I listened to all that stuff when we had you guys on and stuff. And then, uh, of course, this last week I was like re-listening to it. And I was just like, God, I love this band. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good, dude. Like the recording's sick. Like Flo's just doing new stuff he's never done before like those albums are fucking great dude and your vo- your vocals are so good like so brutal so fucking badass like it sounds like cryptopsy but it's matt it's like it's your like style mm. it doesn't sound like lord worm or or dissolve or mike and like i love all your voices which is but how like, it's supposed it, it's that's but it the sounds, formula yeah. too because new vocalists brings themselves to cryptopsy yeah yeah well, they don't try and do the guy that they, was already in the band you right, bring yeah. your goods to the mix and then 
Mm-hmm. Now you're trip topsy. It still has the same sound though. Like, like you, like you can tell when there's times where it's a little different and you have a nice range in your voice where you can go to that, like, like you, it sounds really good. Like that, that, you know, when you expand it or go higher or whatever. Um, but like you, there's parts where I'm like, Oh, that kind of sounds like how Lord worm would do something, but it's like your voice. And then it's like, then there's a part where I'm like, that kind of sounds like whisper supremacy style, like, or like just different things. And you just blend all sick and all of it, dude. I love, I mean, definitely. I wouldn't that be comes, that comes from the that comes from the well thank you thank you but that comes I really from the, feel that way the the performing their songs each night mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I miss yeah. doing it'd be nice yeah. to play a show I actually I uh, wanted to, yeah. to I mean I probably said the same thing last episode but um I totally did whatever um fucking uh, the <laughs> Belfagor show remember when I met up with you in Oakland um yes. that was I'm just like I was like oh yeah I'll, like I'm stoked to see Cryptopsy again fuck yeah and I just like by uh watching you on stage like from not saying that you were you've progressed is all i'm saying like as far as like a front man and a vocalist i watched you on that show and i was just like i was like fucking getting chills and shit i was like holy fuck like this dude has like refined this so much and like the stage presence was aggressive and like engaging what was that and it was at uh, the metro oh, the metro, metro. nice yeah and it was a super engaging and it was and your head banging was fucking gnarlier. Your vocals were gnarly. Like everything had progressed in such a, um, a amazing fashion that I was like, I was turned into a little bit of a fanboy and was like, oh my god, we're gonna hang out on the tour bus later. Like uh, I was like, I was like, literally like, well, well, yeah. You had brought me, you had brought me beer. So <laughs> well, that too. I brought you before. I brought you beer. It was an exchange for the tickets. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that I'm not gonna not thing. bring a death metal band beer if they're giving. That is a list. thing, people. If you want to come to my shows, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you want me on your list, I'll bring you beer. <laughs> but don't bring well, that bunk shit bring that real local fucking craft brew craft beer next no, time i brought him George, George, i want the 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 ghost town brewing oh uh, okay ghost town. yeah i was logging to sucks is what i brought you last time and you yeah, actually okay. you texted me actually um a, i don't know a few days later or something and you were like you're like that logging to sucks was like really fuck you were like all stoked on it and i was, was like i remember or something yeah. That was our winter beer for the first few years they did that brew. It was just a seasonal winter. It's a it's isn't it an offshoot of the uh, brown sugar or something? Is I don't know. They did if you read up on it, this is where you can nerd out on it, but they actually tell the story and it's not really based on that recipe. It was the only thing they can come up with in their capacity at that time as a company. So brown sugar wasn't they didn't have the capacity to make enough that year or something. So they had to switch it up and come up with something else. And then they're like, oh, dude, we couldn't fucking put the brown sugar out this year, dude. Lagunita sucks, dude. <laughs> and then and that's how they fucking came up with the name of it, dude. We're going to talk about Actually, fucking Waldo's, dude. Waldo's is the shit, too. That's that's their triple uh, IPA. It's the dankest. It's like almost 12%. Like, Yeah, it's yeah. 11. Yeah, it's definitely. It's but you scraper. get it. But you yeah, get it yeah. fucking ice cold off the tap, dude, and you mm. take that first sip, that dank just hits you right in the nose, dude. Yeah, six so pack, hard. and you will not you will not remember the night if you just take no. that six pack and yeah, I know. that's one of those things. It's like one and two are good, three, bye bye. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> is you're, you're you're treating it like a like beer. So you're just like, I only had three, like like I haven't even had anything, but you're like wasted. You're like, but you're like in your brain, you're like, dude, I've only had three beers. Like, I know I'd feel it, but I'm not like, I can't be that drunk. And then you're just like, like time traveled. Every, 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 every beer is four cores light. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's definitely a time traveler opening a fucking portal to the tomorrow beer. <laughs> just like I'm being on stuff cracking, cracking a Jaeger bottle. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Same thing. That was a, that I was don't a touch that anymore. Bottle. Yeah, I don't. I love that on tour. We get these. We get these bottles on tour. It's a part of our rider stuff, but we rarely touch them. It's we typically get it to share with everyone. And there's times like at the end of a tour where there's just an accumulation of bottles back in the like in our back lounge or something. So I'll I'll do this thing right before I go to bed. I'll just come out and just crack a bottle, leave it on the table, and say good night, and then go crawl (laughs) into my bunk, and then wake up the next morning and watch everyone like. <laughs> zombie out of bed. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was on tour with the first show with a uh, Black Dahlia murder. They just had like on their rider so much booze. And uh they had like a, a bottle of uh a t- like two or three bottles of Jaeger and probably I want I will literally want to say because they were all about like the cheap paps back then, but it would be like we literally took like 75 with us, you know, like to the next wow. show. And that we like just had like an um, like a f- accumulation of just beers, just like you know, where we couldn't even keep them anymore because you know, so they're just, just like, yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Just same thing. Just cracking a bottle. Like, here you go, Joel. I'm like, Amazing. all right, well, I'll just that's my beer for the night. It's a full bottle of Jaeger. But <laughs> this is Rufus right here. Last time I had Jaeger Hello, was Rufus. at uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Metal Fest when Severed headlined it. And so that's a long time ago, dude. I have not touched Jaeger since then because they were sending shots to the stage. And on number two, dude, I took it and I... I back oh, into my mouth and i mouth, turn around yeah. towards troy and i'm just like swallow it down super uh, early and then it. i had to go into the next song and the whole fucking time i was like am i gonna puke on the, this front row right here yeah Do it. like and Do i it. never did i got it i for some reason <laughs> just fucking got through that song and then it pounded water dude and i was good for the rest of the set but i was like that's the last jaeger shot i'm fucking taking <laughs> you play uh summer breeze backstage like on <laughs> behind the stage is a Jaeger tap. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Amazing. what us. So actually uh, tomorrow I'm going to Vegas to the, the psycho fest and um, with uh, Dan Kenny from a uh, suicide silence. And when we, last time I went on their bus, actually probably a couple times before, but they were like sponsored by Jaeger or something. So they like had Test like tubes. Yeah. yeah. They had two <laughs> taps in their bus. Yeah. So they were just like pouring so me these dangerous. freezing, things and then we, me and dan both blacked out and yeah. i got kicked off the bus by their manager and then dan was like running into people's trailers and like falling and like it was just like the most insane chaotic like terror like the next day I, I got stuck going home in the van i got stuck upside down with my in the in like the well where the where the door is in the van yeah i got That's stuck upside spot. down yeah, and they had to they were like on the freeway and they had to pull over and like push me out like upside down <laughs> And that's not the first time you got stuck in a van like that, dude. You got oh, yeah. stuck in I mean, between seats on tour. Fucking yeah. Man. You know, you know, you're on tour and stuff, especially like between the ages of whatever, 21, the, you know, 27 or whatever that was touring or whatever, however long it was. But you were like, there's no rules. There's no we rules. Left you, you in the van. You, yeah. you were so God. hammered. We left you in the van. And then we came back and you were stuck in between two seats giggling <laughs> at yourself, dude, because you couldn't get out. It, it happens, man. Great, it's dude. definitely like I, I lived it up. The one thing that kind of scares me about all my my tour stuff and and you know the excessive alcohol abuse um, throughout tour is that um, I've had so many bands that are you know like big, well known like partying bands come up to me and just be like, 
yeah, you were the craziest. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you weren't that like, crazy with us. We were all crazy on that tour. I mean, I, I cut a lock open on your fucking refrigerator to get booze out. I don't know. It's pretty, that's, that's, you know, true. That's, that's true. That's pretty over the line. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the next morning, I felt true. bad about that. But at the time, I was like, fuck this, dude. They have all the alcohol. We need the alcohol. Like, what's going on? But yeah, I felt bad the next day. If you... To continue the booze talk, Matt, are you into cocktails or anything like that? I am not. I, I am a man that is very obsessive, so so I need to focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. What about the, wine? The, I used to. We used to do wine Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I enjoy wine, but I every time the doorbell rings, my children say, "Daddy, there's beer for you," mm-hmm. whether there's beer for me or not. It's yeah. a perk of the podcast that my fridge is always very full. And one thing about you too is that you, I can't say that you've ever got like out of control from drinking. Like you're very Publicly, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen you though. Just like you know, everyone else seems like they have an issue controlling their alcohol and stuff. And you're literally the host of the beer podcast. And like, I haven't seen Which you ever. Which is exactly ever... why you, you will never will in a perfect world. Not <laughs> yeah. seen. In Cryptopsy, we have we have names for each other when we get out of control. Oh, gotcha. It's our name in reverse. So you have never met Tam. If you were to come on tour with me, you would meet Tam, but we would not take pictures. We would not film things. <laughs> and it would not be published on the internet because <sighs> I've created my wife the producer of the podcast and I've had many conversations of keeping the fact that I am a beer podcaster. Uh, I need to always at least appear in control. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily you haven't seen Ludge come out because, uh, <laughs> or Ulf. Ulf is, Ulf is, Ulf is a nasty one. <laughs> He's very funny. He, he, he becomes the DJ and he likes Ulf. foreigner. Oh, fuck nice. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun actually. When Ulf does not come out often, but the rest of us do. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like uh yeah, Flo was kind of one of those two that kind of held it, but I, I saw him get a little crazy a couple times or you saw him before. Now now he's much more regimented and very careful with what he does. His his Found playing his, spot. his playing is a machine, he is a machine, and he knows mm. his body very intimately in many ways but uh he knows what he needs to do to perform every night yeah plus he's you know he's getting a tad older than he was yeah let's say almost 15 years ago at this point so i mean he yeah. i mean shout out to him because he fucking you know on the podcast he still looks pretty similar he's, to he's killing it yeah he's in yeah. great shape yeah exactly like even just yeah. his face and you know, it's there's like no shape. wrinkles or anything. There's just like, no. he just looks like kind of like flow with a little longer hair or something. You know? He's in great, great shape. He's in definitely, definitely awesome. 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 He knows exactly what he needs to do to perform and to stay in shape. It's, it's he also is like a personal trainer and stuff. So he okay. loves working out. It's one of his passions. That's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, I was gonna. Have a I was gonna say, call, cool. calling back it. to uh, when you said you're saving that Gorgut spear for a Luke Lemay interview. Is he hard to nail down? I've just actually never asked him. I, I met him once at a Voivod revocation show, and mm. I asked him. He was interested. It happened, but it just never happened. I'm at the point where I can't just book someone. I'm. I have like the schedule that I use. 
mm-hmm. um, to organize my interviews and stuff. And I re every like three months, I sort of like two months re shuffle who I have coming up, what I have in the bank already recorded and then see what my releases are going to be over the next few months. And then I realized just recently like this week that uh, I have to stop booking interviews again because I have to, I want to do sober February again where I only speak to sober artists and I'm hoping to uh, talk to very cool people. And uh, I, myself, I'm sober throughout February. It's the shortest month. It mm-hmm. makes sense to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm there. Like the content that I have scheduled is up and beyond the end of January. So I, you know, if I wanted to talk to someone, I'd have to bump someone or move someone. Or So I, I would love to talk to Luke and I would, definitely be interested in doing that but if the opportunity hasn't arose yet but i'm sure that it would be a great conversation so yeah, one of our one of our guests actually i'm not gonna say who but supposedly has a, a hookup for for luke so, oh i definitely have i have oh, i know you're from you're my, from yeah. Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like dude he's my neighbor dude I know. <laughs> no he doesn't live that close to me but but i know that would be a good conversation we almost did it but i never sort of followed through with it and it was my bad on that yeah yeah so if you could all Go ahead, dude. Go. I'm sure it will happen eventually. You know, the Fox and Hops is not going anywhere. Nice. I was just gonna say, if you could all pick like one dream guest to have on your podcast, for me, it's it's Hate Beak, the bird, like the bird. <laughs> no, man. it's not. Who's your real dude, one? That's Who's like, your real one? No, I want to have an episode with this like a bird. <laughs> we could get the hate panels, beak. like dude. But I, but I think, but I think, I think the bird died. Oh no! Oh, no, I think the, 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 the no no caninus the dog died. No, I think Kate Beak died too because it's Blake from it's Blake Damn. from Pig Destroyer. That does oh, that. okay. Oh, Dude. cool. I'm gonna see them this weekend. Yeah, I could definitely hook you up oh, with Blake. He's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah well, awesome. I mean, I'd be down to interview him. Yeah. But yeah, oh, that's he's that's amazing. The number yeah, one for you I'm though. Sad to hear that. Shit, number one. I could be wrong though, but I, I Frank oh, I Mullen, dude. Yeah, Frank Mullen. I would we can say get Frank. Frank. We can do. We can get Frank. I feel like you guys can get Frank. I'd love I mean, to dig into him, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. It seems like great. he'd fucking he'd have a, a a nice good chunk, dude. Of... Just get Frank and Terrence or something. Yeah, like Frank and Terrence would be a cool. Oh, that would be amazing, dude. Yeah, because yeah. um, I I know Frank really well. I mean, not really well, but just on tour. Like I hung out with him a lot, and I know that like when he's when he's not having he's yeah. not uh, vox or hopsing, he's very <laughs> uh, very kind of mellow dude, really quiet. Yeah. And you know, I've I've used to play poker with him on tour and stuff a bunch. He was definitely like more calculated dude i mean frank the tank comes out every now and then yeah, that's like that. a different thing yeah yeah that comes out every now and then and that's that's probably one of the funniest things you've ever seen like on a on a tour bus is frank just going bananas on a tour bus and just bringing that new york fucking flavor out when he's <laughs> when yeah. he's drunk but uh Maybe yeah ozzy no, osborne you know uh, right now, though, well, it's now. Is is it now or never? Okay, that's that's, that's right. horrible to say. That's okay. true. All right, true. right. Okay, so yeah. mine, mine, mine would be Bruce Dickinson. Then that's what I was gonna say. Yours was. I was gonna that already pick that one. for you. Or Rob Halford. I mean, it'd be just as cool. Rob Halford, actually, I'd probably rather have on just because, like, oh, he's amazing. He's so fucking adorable and nice to people, oh, yeah. and like really cool to people, and like, and all all of his interviews, like, even when. I've seen interviews with him where they're they're like nervous to talk to him, and the dude's like, "No, oh, dude!" Like gives him a like, he's so nice. Like Sick. he's one of like the nicest like guys in all of metal. I would the say metal besides, god besides Matt. Yeah. So Matt, what would yours be, bud? I'm a new metal child, so 
oh, there's nice. there's there's definitely like massive nerves when it comes to like new metal stars that I used to have on my walls. I've yeah. never conquered that. There's been no one on the podcast that I had on my wall in yeah. my youth. I almost had Dez. Oh, he wow. would have been the first that yeah. was on my wall. Mm-hmm. And it just, it fell through a bunch of times. Um, Jonathan Davis. I would love to have Jonathan Davis on the podcast. Me he doesn't too, drink, man. but to have him on a sober episode would be amazing. Um, there's yeah, alcohol, free, there's alcohol not, free beers too. There's those yeah. like Lagunitas. That he can drink whatever free. the hell he wants. That's yeah, that's, yeah. 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 That's not a requirement. I've done a bunch of episodes show, right? where people just drink whatever the hell they want. And he's fucking drank throughout his fucking time in corn. So he's he's had enough fucking drinks, probably. You know? the, the, the drink <laughs> the drink is just a, a conversation starter. It's not a mandatory thing. We don't have totally. to talk about beer. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. talk about his life and music and we can talk about his experience with alcohol if he's open to speaking about that. Mm-hmm. But 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 Vox and Hops is not solely the, the beer is just an icebreaker totally it's it's just something to make people feel loose and comfortable and that's yeah. the 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 premise of the whole thing um i'd love to have Corey taylor killer vocalist uh, interested yeah. in his opinions on stuff which a lot of people <laughs> care about uh mike Patton, obviously oh, oh, huge yeah. influence yeah ah oh, dude for sure that that actually i'd that I would love to talk to Mike for sure because I mean be Frank's your... easier yeah for, if Frank's easier for us if I would actually change mine to Patton dude mm-hmm. talking to anybody from Bungle would be we could have like a top five I, cir- well. I circled I, yeah. I've been circling Patton I had Trey yeah. oh, you, I had, oh yeah yeah uh, I, I had Dwayne I had Dwayne and I had uh oh I had another one from another one of his bands um uh Justin Pearson from oh, yeah. um Locust yeah, Locust and his new band. They're called Satanic. Nice. No, not that one, but oh. the one with Patton. Um, oh yeah, uh, Dead uh, Cross. Dead Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm circling Patton. They live down here in San Diego, and I, I used to go see him in high school growing up a bunch. And Justin Pearson was so fucking cool. Yeah, Locust yep. are crazy. Uh, that was another episode that yeah. I listened to. He's so fucking cool. What a great conversation. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think mine would be just the one that I said earlier. Probably Chino, just because like. On as my list little, too. Yeah. As a little kid, you know, that was like a bit. I mean, so I, with the Deftones, I went through a, a thing with them where I like liked them and then thought they were like terrible for a while. And then like, yeah. And then uh, I was on tour with uh, uh, fucking Animals as Leaders. And Tosin was like, dude, the new Deftones. Have you heard that? Like, what the, like, that was white, uh, not white pony, Diamond, uh, Eyes. Diamond Eyes. He was like, dude, it just came out and it's like, it's so good. And I was like, mm-hmm. All right, well, Tosin's just like pushing me to listen to it. And I'm like, well, if you're pushing me, like when he he wasn't Tosin wasn't like this like mega celebrity guitar player yet. He was just like a guitar player that I just like was in awe of as, as far as far as his talent went. And uh, I'm like, huh, you're like Tosin is pushing me towards the Deftones. That's very interesting. And same with uh, a Nick from Cephalic there. But basically, like, you have to check this out. And um, I started listening to it. I went through like a breakup on the road. And like that was like a just That's one of those Chino. like Chino yeah. just singing. In I know. Ear. Oh no, he just every morning just like my little iPod was like I'm like <laughs> like listening to like, Chino, like stuck know, between the that. seats, all fucking crying and shit. <laughs> no, I, I literally listened to that album. I want to say probably on that on uh, I forget what tour it was. It was the it was a summer slaughter. I think I listened to that album every single day for the whole tour. I listened to the full album. It might have been two times a day. Like it just like. All of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, this is good." To like, 
this is like my favorite album like for the last is. five years you know like their, their best album yeah well, i, I mean, think the last few there's the like last there's few like have been amazing hurdles i'm wearing a over ohms shirt you can't see it but it's ohms ohms was solid too yeah yeah there's yeah. hurdles you get over as getting into metal as young as we did and we know people like nate nate fucking he likes so many different styles of music dude you, like so you get through this like phase where it's just like metal only you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing else but then it just becomes like oh wait no i kind of want to branch out this way and you start reaching further and further out until now you start to really mature and get to the point where you're like i i love songwriting as well you know yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of music i'm hearing you can click with what a well-written song sounds like absolutely and then, and Very then you start throwing that in there and then you actually see that evolve through the bands that have been around too is like a lot of bands going through their careers up to now are really starting to focus more on songwriting and like that's, that's a movie just record dude god damn so that good. movie yeah, record is so good. So, so good sarcoma dude yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I told you I heard the right metal songs, dude. The first fucking time I heard it, I literally like heard halfway through and I just posted on Facebook like album of the year. It's album of the year. Like it's not even yeah. like I don't know how this is going to be touched. I haven't heard like That's this amalgamation of different styles. Talking. Yeah. Like the dime bag style and all that stuff that he had mixed into. And I'm like, oh, you're just hitting all my spots, dude. Like mm-hmm. you're touching me. Uh, you know, anyways, <laughs> it's kind of weird spot. Weird thing to say. But uh no, as far as uh yeah, I mean that you went through this emotional period. I mean, for me, I went through kind of this kind of, you know, uh, puberty kind of filled, you know, first time dealing with girls, you know, what's where new metal was kind of in. And then I kind of went to this kind of more aggressive, like badass. It's got to be badass and heavy and fast and, and crazy. And it's got to be the craziest music I can listen to. That's all I cared about. And then I went to like, oh, yeah, like I have like, feelings too like (laughs) like i want to like feel those feelings again you know what i mean like not just be like it doesn't have to be just like yeah the reason why i like music is is because it's badass you know like i I had to basically have it take me on a journey um emotionally again and just uh you know there's listen i listen to certain songs like like when we're talking about um uh, diamondize if you throw on a song a certain song from that album i remember like uh my all these visions come in my head of where i was where i was living what was going on all the stuff like starts flying back to me so it's basically like a travel through time uh kind of remembering my past um it you know it just takes me back to all these things mm-hmm. and you, uh, lock, you lock memories into songs dude where spawn of possession is one of my it's my favorite death metal band but yeah. i don't listen i don't like i don't listen to you know fucking church of deviants and be like oh when I was like driving that one, you know, like <laughs> time and like uh, this girl was dating me and we didn't work out. And I don't know, all, you know, like all this thing. Like, I don't know. It looks so brutal. I just want to listen to how brutal it is. That's Dude, all I wh- care about. Whenever I put on Spawn, like I get this vision of you back in like 2004 with this, like the sweatshirt on. Just being <laughs> yeah. like, you're the, the best band, the fucking best band. Like, and you're just all like, and like it takes me back to the Thunderdome days and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of does that for me. I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah, it does. It does a little bit for sure. Cryptopsy takes me back to high school. Like, I yeah, remember. what's that? What's that you're holding up? Oh yeah, this is for Joel. So he's holding Bubbles. up. It's a fucking seltzer. Oh, oh. but it's a craft a sip, seltzer. Dude. So I'm going to drink sip. it. This is yeah. from Third Moon Brewing Company. They're from Milton, Ontario. <laughs> uh, they are one of the coolest new metal ass breweries dude. of oh, yeah. Ontario. Uh, they're making a seltzer. Apparently, uh, it's their lime. It's called Bubbles. I'll try it. It's been sitting in my fridge. Nice. Did you bring I that up like, to me? 
I, I have an, I actually have another one in the fridge too. <laughs> Look at that. The Cali death exclusive, dude. Got him. Got him. Box and hops drinking the seltzer on camera. Uh, uh, it smells like lime. <clears throat> lime is probably not the best flavor, but I mean, they might be good. They might do it, right? It's, it's not bad. It's, it's, he probably knows the brewer or something. He's trying to be nice. He I do Bebo Bebo rules, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like seltzers, but, but this is drinkable. Okay. It's enjoyable on a hot summer day, but I don't like seltzers. I don't. That's the, that's, that's where seltzer got me. It was uh, at a festival of suicidal tendencies, um, a bunch of other like kind of old punk bands and stuff. Um, we went there. It was like a brew. It was a brew festival mixed with punk. So it was like about 15 or 30 or 40 different breweries. They'd let you in early, like at like three o'clock, two o'clock, and they give you a little glass and you just go and try everything. And it just Amazing. like it was it was awesome. So it was like it's all you can drink. Cause it, I mean, it's a little glass, like a little sh- shot glass. Many. How much you did you pay for of. that? Um, I think it, I want to say it was about 80 bucks. But okay, um, cool. but, you know, all you can drink. And they had they brought out like, uh, you know, Pliny the Elder. Just tasters, just tasters, the whole tasters, night. tasters. Yeah. So Amazing. you just go to like if you're an alcoholic, you go to the shortest line. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but there would be like there would be like you know Pliny the Younger, which is Pliny mm-hmm. the Elder. You know that that Pliny the Younger is supposedly the one of the best beers in the Bay Area ever, supposedly. It's and, in California. Um, it won, yeah, it won awards for California, I think. And it's actually, they've been for the super country. Hype. Actually, it's super hype. Matt, I want you to know if you know this brewery because it's literally down the street from me. Like I could I could walk there in about fifteen minutes. It's um called uh San Andarius or San Andarius. It won. I haven't heard that one yet. It won number one beer in the United States a couple times, like number one beer. It won, and it's down the street. And when I was living in Sacramento, I was telling my friends, "Hey, I'm going to Santa Cruz because I, you know, I'm from here." But I was living in Sac, and they were like, "Hey, go check out Santa Darius." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been there with my my parents before." And they're like, "Dude, you know that like one number one and like the biggest competition? Like, I might have huh. even been the world or like number two in the world or something, and number yeah. one in America or something." And uh, it's one brew they randomly will do. I don't know what it's called, but people I would will doubt it's like fly IPA, here for. I don't know if like an IPA is a worldwide accepted beer. Yeah, I, I, I just hear that yes, it's but, it's yeah. super sought after. Like he's like, dude, if they're selling that, you have to get me. I'll give you like two hundred dollars. You have to get that for. Me. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like I'll just you know, I'm not like like as far as it's kind of like the difference between actually you know you hold a lot in common with you know the the craft beer drinkers do hold a lot in common it's way cooler than with wine drinkers as far as um, it has turned into that yeah sure it's now like you're describing it in the same kind of way you're using those those terms you're like oh it's it's taken more serious it's it's phenolic yeah actually now that we brought that up what's some of the funnier terms you use to describe beer Oh, I'm so bad at it. That's the worst part. But I, I last last January, we, we made the decision that I was going to be the most metal. <laughs> so 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 the the funniest thing that I've used was that just recently was that I drank this this it was like a barrel aged blend of a, a sour beer with uh, another beer that had so many grams of cherries and i said it that they are basically the equivalent of cannibal corpse when hammer smash face starts of the barrel aging program of quebec i think that that was that was the funniest but i try to be the most metal when it comes to describing beers you're not using the like normal terminology that a lot of the i talk about like smashed and slaps oh okay 
And uh, what, are, I try to, what are they talking about specifically when you hear a guy say, "Oh, this is really bready," Br- like it, bread. it means that it has very like a, like a, a high like cereal content. Uh, it will taste. It's probably like on like a pilsner or a uh, oh yeah, hellas or so it has like a, the cereal is very present. Mm. The the malt that they're using is is very present True. in the brew. Yeah, I used to like with, uh, drinking like spatin and stuff. I, I would describe that as bready. Mm. I can taste like a bread. Know, there's something just bread exactly as if you're, you're like it. smelling or biting into fresh bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to make a shout out to my friend's brewery in Ocean oh, yeah. California. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a great place. I actually teach some some student bands there, and he's a great dude. Yeah. He's my old friend from back in junior high and all this, and good friends What's with David. Called? Oceanside Brewing Company. Oceanside Tomas. How long has he been? How long has he been going now? Five years. He just had he, his anniversary. He survived. He survived party. the pandemic. Yep. Yep. It's a great place. They got so live far. music, good stuff. Um, if you're in Oceanside, California, come check it out. There's yeah, cool dude. videos of uh, of Casey and and Joseph jamming with uh, Diego from Disgorge. Oh uh, well, like, yeah, we nice. practice jamming, there sometimes. Just jamming like crazy Improv Disgorge jams. shit just there. Just yeah. like fucking sick. They're the like, wizard. Yeah, 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 the riff wizard. Yeah, I want to get him yeah. back on. I actually invited him to come on tonight to jump on as a guest, like oh, randomly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but uh, he didn't. I think he's busy. Um, but, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. He can tell good. him he's got him chicken yeah. wings, We'll nail him down. Wings. Wings. I, know he, I know he loves cheese yeah. we'll Back him into a corner. <laughs> yep, yep. Kicking it no. with my homie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the chicken wing song you're talking about. That, that yeah, that's, like, was I talking about that last time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I forgot. <laughs> I was going to ask him about it. And then like, I forgot that that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like I'll say every time he gets brought up and I'll say it every episode, like trying to find one human that doesn't like that guy. Like it's the best. Yeah. there's not one. Anybody who's come across great. the riff whiz catches that energy, dude. And then they're just like, Oh yeah, dude, that's like, I've never Diego, seen dude. him like even just, seeing him play or he come to every single show and like the like down south and stuff he'd always be there like i just want to i kind of just for myself i just want to see him mad once i don't know <laughs> just to see if it's possible like, what does that look like what does diego look mad yeah yeah like, he's all fuck you man he's, he's like, all fuck diego, you diego, settle down yeah he's all smiling all the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, i'm just kidding for the listeners uh casey was in the middle of talking to matt he took off real quick he probably had to take a piss i'll probably smooth and then he's telling me that's a smooth move because like it's he doesn't want to like most guests will be like especially when you're a one guest like you have to like we're like i have to pee yeah i know but he's like runs his own he he runs his own podcast so he's like so i'll I'll just like slither i'll just slither out lower and lower he's like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah totally like i love that guy that guy's super sick he just like all like you know yeah all right so what were you saying casey the oh, bloodletting yeah. thing. Look at scoot in. And yeah. Another seltzer? Uh, is that another seltzer? No, I poured it down the drain. You had to move on, dude. You had to move on quick. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like seltzers. That's how bad. Okay. Then it all comes out. He's, he's like, all, yeah. he's all, mm, it's got a so, uh, limey water. That one. This is good, though. This is a, a collab between a craft beer store called Boagera and Silo. This is their Puderos. It's their Svelte 8%. Uh, but it's not an 8% beer. It's 2.8% beer, actually. Oh, that's oh, cool. You call that beer? That's tight. 
Um, so, uh, but but <laughs> you, you you would drink it. I would serve you this, and you would think that it's a five percent beer. You'd never know. So it gives me it gives me male breasts, but doesn't get me drunk. Sick. Let's say. <laughs> um, so uh, at, this, at this time of night, it feels good. Oh, I keep forgetting you're you're sitting on a later time than us. That's correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to... you for what about 10, 15 more minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about all the the crazy shit I got coming up. Hell all yeah, right, dude. let's do it. I'm organizing um, live events. It's it's nice. sort of coming happening. I can't talk about specific details, but I'm teaming up with uh, Mondial de la Vieille, which is um, slower. Mondial de la Bière, which is the World Beer Fest. They have uh, World Beer Fests in Montreal, which is where it started in if the early 90s. If a user wanted to look it up, though, because so, we have a lot of people in America, that, I mean... Yes, it's you, like, Mondial, say- it's M-O-N-D-A-I-L, D-E-L-A-B-I-R-B-I-E-R-E, and it's the biggest beer fest in north america basically it happens in uh, montreal it happens in paris it happens in brazil and for the past year i've been hosting their virtual roundtable discussions where i sit down with uh, uh, brewers um, beer experts uh, fellow craft beer media people and we have a conversation for about an hour and i've been doing that for the past year so now we're taking this to the live setting because they got funding from tourism montreal which is um, to bring people back downtown because a lot of people don't go downtown anymore. They stay in their house. They avoid downtown and the downtown sector is suffering. So there's been this uh, initiative put in place and we're hosting basically 10 to 11 events starting October. It's going to be very, very exciting to start doing things together. And uh, it's going to be cool. And I have to like curate like band experiences. Uh, It won't be metal because it has to be for everyone, but there will be one metal one. And I'm excited about that. Nice dude. That's yeah. killer. And I just got for confirmation today. I can't talk too much about it, but uh, there will hypothetically be a brutal metal show with beer happening in Montreal coming up. And that makes me very happy. That's awesome. I was, when you, when you said that um, I, I've been actually running to a lot of people that, that, that throw that and i've done that to people too where they're just like i can't talk much about it but uh it's this thing where you know like it's in in metal it cracks me up because you know because i have so many friends that are in the bands and doing all the things and stuff and you just hear that line so much it's like yeah you know like i got this super sick thing that you're gonna love to death and it's probably your favorite thing in the world but i can't tell you so um <laughs> I but I, i'm excited to talk about it i'm just excited that you know if the pandemic pandemic keeps going positively and everything happens, but we're going to end up, we don't talk about this on the end of the week and talk about this yeah. on this yeah, podcast, yeah. but totally. uh, um, if it works well and here in Canada, we can start having shows again, there will be a very cool event coming up. Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it reminds me of uh sorry, I'm, I'm actually, these things got me kind of drunk anyways. Um, it reminds me of like uh, not announcing your kid after the first trimester, like after the <laughs> trimester, like you can announce it. It was on paper. It's on paper. Oh, I Jill. have this idea that happens <laughs> from me starting a podcast <laughs> to now on paper, there's confirmation that something might happen Probably. one day. That makes me so, excited. How about yeah, yeah. New- I'm stoked for you, man. That's awesome, dude. That's super how about cool. how about new cryptopsy? We're supposed to enter the studio very soon. The material that I've heard is incredible. The songs are amazing. Um, as much as I had issues joining cryptopsy, 
uh, Donaldson had worse issues because he was filling John Lavasar's shoes and he always felt like an imposter. I feel like now he's finally comfortable. He goes through this like process where he gets really drunk to write and it works for him because if not, he judges himself and he sucks and um, he fucks with the shit of like something that John used to do that he learned was that he would like write riffs and then learn it backwards. And then that riff would become the real riff. Oh, cool. That's like a Ron Jarzmek does stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so Chris has been doing that, but he uses the Hmm. computer to flip things around, but then he learns the riff and plays it that way. Sure. Wow. That's, that's what Chris cool. I never does. heard of that. Actually. Yeah. That's it's because like it fucks with your brain. There you go. Red that's Room so fucking Twin Peaks David Lynch shit right there. They all speak yeah. backwards, but it's recorded. So, so the material is amazing. I can't mm-hmm. wait to tackle it, it. I have I have a concept. I have a title. I had it before the pandemic, nice, and it's dude. even more solidified due to everything that happened throughout the pandemic. Yeah. It has to do with the internet. And uh, I had this concept before, and it's crazy that everything that's happened, the division that's happened. So it's a full the, length? It's a full length. It's okay. on a label. Mm-hmm. We signed a deal. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to but get I'm, as much out of you as I can. But mm-hmm. I'm happy that we signed it. We've been independent Sick. since 2012. It was a conversation that happened with a Vox and Hops alumni that led towards us having a deal. It was... Uh, quite the decision to finally become not independent. That was a much negotiation within the band, but I, I think it's the right decision. I think that we sort of mm-hmm. plateaued with what we could do independently. We did very well. I didn't even know that. So that you were doing independent stuff. I had no idea. It's 2012. So you, yeah. Oh, wow. So you self-titled. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you found your own promotional companies, marketing, you did all that. Exactly. Stuff on your own. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Which Crazy. we did well, but I feel like there's only so much you can do unless you're part of the cool kids club. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do feel like that too. I mean, I've had bands, friends, bands do that where they're like, "We're going to do it independently." Feels okay. like it doesn't get seen as quite as much. There's as bands that are ex- exceptions, such as Shadow and Ten, that yeah. are just fucking cool, and everyone totally. wants them in their fucking party. But Cryptopsy can be as cool as they want, and we are fucking cool. But I don't feel like yeah. Cryptopsy has to hang out with, in my opinion. Cannibal Corpse has to hang out with Behemoth has to hang out with all these bands that they they tend to keep the doors closed unless you're a part of the club. Well, also the amount of work too that goes into to you know when you mm-hmm. cut out the label that does a lot behind the scenes, um, you know when you all of a sudden that's on you now, like Absolutely. to do it like that that yeah. you're basically paying a premium to just be like, dude, just take care of that stuff. I, you know, we, we'd like to play and record and, and, and show which will, will never be where we're very hands-on. Chris will obviously take care of everything when it comes to production. That's right. That's right. I'm yeah. very hands-on when it comes yeah. to doing promotion. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from my time with Cryptopsy that I applied to Vox and Hops, which really helped Vox and Hops have a springboard. But uh, mm-hmm. having time to do both of them right now is, is proving to be a difficulty. So mm-hmm. to have some help in the marketing and the uh, connection. And I'm ready mm-hmm. to like be booked on an interview as like this. This is nice. It's nice to not have my prep work done. And I just come and hang yeah. out. Well, yeah. Stoked nice to have to you. <laughs> Which is exactly what we did too. <laughs> no prep work came <laughs> on out, dude. Well, it's like Matt, like Matt's like our dude. Like we no, love Matt, so it's like, yeah. It's I, I know like, I can come and talk about what I want to talk about. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Ask whatever you want. I mean, we, vice are versa. Like, we just we, know each other. We are professorless tonight, so we are. Yeah, <laughs> we're like thirty-four percent dumber this episode. Actually, the first usual. episode was missing Joel, so this is the second episode missing one of the four. 
That's right. And the of- first episode missing me had the most fucking hits. So I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should take a look at 45 that. episodes. That's not bad, dude. For us to be 45 episodes. Keep going, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, you're you know you're leading the way, kind of you know with all the all the stuff you're doing. It's really cool to see you. Yeah, oh, putting yeah. out so much content and stuff. I'm I'm definitely every time I see it, I'm just like, and you, I try to join your, you know, I'll be like on on my break or something, and you'll go live, and I'll just be like, I love you. I'll, I'll throw all this. I love like just throwing love at you when I see that because I'm like super and stoked to see you doing it, man. Also, Matt, I want to say that uh, it was your podcast was partly. Um, a reason why I thought that this may be able to work because you were the first like extreme metal adjacent podcast that I enjoyed and saw that it had, you know, it's clout already when I came across it. So I was like, Oh yeah, dude, there is a, there's a pocket of this stuff for us. You know, we could fit right in somewhere. Dude, and I did my first hundred episodes with just my friends. That 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 says a lot. Yeah, yeah, wow. dude, and and we've been using friends, not using, but like bringing friends on, <laughs> like making new friends too. Like I had never spoken with you since before that episode. You know, I know we're gonna hang out. That's the beautiful thing about a beautiful. It's the beautiful thing about a podcast is that we we finish this conversation. and I feel like we're friends. Totally, dude. And so we're going to yeah. hang out and face to face. I'm going to know you. I'm going to feel comfortable with you. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly, I can't wait yeah. for that to happen, by the mm-hmm. way, too. And it's happened so many times. Real, basically, like how yes. I made Brutal North America happen was because of the podcast. I, I had spoken That's to awesome. so many people. I just wrote people, say, do you want a beer? And they were mm-hmm. like, yes, I want a beer. <laughs> and then we hung out and then we made a beer happen. And 22 of them came out. It's insane. Yeah. It's that slumdog millionaire link quality of you know just just everything is connected and knowing people and and knowing the right people and getting that introduction and getting vetted that's what this is all about well no doubt we were super inspired by you like anthony was saying and that like really got us to kind of doing our thing and having you on the first time with cryptopsy i mean was like a huge honor in multiple ways because Mm -hmm. we respected your podcast and i remember we were like hey dude this is the first time we're having somebody who already has a podcast that's been going for a long time and it like, was like, yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah. And by the way, it's going to be like Cryptopsy on. We're like, oh yeah, who who's coming on too? Is like, and he's like, oh, the whole band. Oh, oh. and Mike DeSalvo. <laughs> All right. And, and then I said, and Mike DeSalvo. Yeah. And then I I pitched that to you. I said we should get DeSalvo on. We were oh, just like, yeah, dude. okay. And I'm so he's happy so that good. happened because he's even so again having him for a part two, like that's a brother to me now, dude. Mike DeSalvo. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for shit, connecting him with us. We just yeah, had him on. Yeah four podcasts ago with Lindsay yeah. too yeah. yeah oh it was yeah, so yeah. fun I love that I love them both but Mike is such a cool guy I feel like I'm, it's just like a friend now it's like I yeah. hung out with him such not nice too long guy. ago for for this beer actually cold haze warm blood because I, I didn't know what the song was about so I hung out with him and Lord Worm and interviewed them about their experience with cold hate warm blood and Lord Worm told me what the song was about and I've been singing it for what 14 15 years now yeah. Yeah. and I didn't know what it was about it turns out that his girlfriend at the time, stop me if you've heard this, um, got pregnant and went to go get an abortion. And he was cool with that, which is amazing. And um, they came back and it turns out they only got one of the babies. And the other fetus he found in his pubic hair, which he took out of his pubic hair and he put in a little pill bottle and he called it Jeez. Junior. 
I'm not joking. And uh, <laughs> they, he kept the baby in the pill bottle or the fetus until they broke up. Wow. And they celebrate. Yeah. And that's what cold hate warm blood is. Had that. Damn. And that's why he feeds you worms in the front row of his shows. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And there's a video. I have a video of that on the Box and Hops YouTube. If people want that's to crazy. Dude. Of him like, telling him that story. God. His the, his delivery of that story is incredible. He's I amazing. mean, if you told me Jeffrey Dahmer did that shit before he got caught, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, it would be the same. <laughs> anytime, with, anytime you're with Lord Worm, you laugh. Yeah, you're, it, you're laughing as a defense mechanism because you're not sure <laughs> if he's joking or not. And yeah, I was going to say, he's, if, he, if he's, he's never dude. joking I'm doing it right now, if he's off the dome and he's <laughs> no. just freestyling and improv and just totally yeah. getting it, dude, just like, dude, I sent that. I sent it's that almost to more Frank brilliant. from, from metal injection. He was like, this is amazing. I'm going to share it. He never shared it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine just hanging out with, with the worm, dude. Just he's chilling. super chill. You drink beer. Yeah. He's, he's, he loves it. He's very funny. He's like, let me tell very, you something. Very, 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 very smart. And he can yeah, tell a story like no one else. He's so, a teacher, right? Like a yeah, where's he, it, where's he, no, he, he taught, uh, he taught English to French speaking business professionals. Oh, okay. okay. So, so anyone that ever imagined Lord Worm was like in a classroom, I was making yeah, this yeah. joke, like <laughs> in his coffin and the children come in and sit at their desk <laughs> and he comes out of his coffin. And that's not true. But he does walk around with a briefcase all the time. He's okay. always in character. He's a very, very special human. Well, that would have been funny if you were just like, dude, he used to teach so cool. underwater basket weaving at uh, Montreal Tech. <laughs> it, it has to happen now, dude. But the I voice mean, still works. Had... I was with him like at that day there, and then he pulled the voice out in this giant room full of barrels, like beer barrels, because we're at Bodega. It was crazy. They only make dark beer brewery near my house. And he just like pulled it out, the inhale long scream, and he's still got it. Just just so okay. good. It's just yeah. nice. Yeah. Damn. So That's good. Awesome, man. Oh yeah. I mean, that was once was not was that the last thing he had done? He didn't No, do he did a uh, Raj Nuclei after that. That he was recorded. And then he was on a Curian's new record too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, we got to get them, dude. We already got two out of the three, dude. That have been yeah, the, the, the technical side of things with Lord Worm is not strong. Uh, I, okay. I did I did my one year anniversary with Lord Worm live at in front of an audience. And he was amazing. He was like on fire. He was like, I had set up the chairs to be face to face so we could have a conversation with the audience here. Yeah, which is what an interview to me is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he showed up earlier before the doors and stuff, he turned the chairs towards the audience. And I was like, okay, we're in for a show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second year anniversary was pandemic last year. And uh, I had him set up at Mike DeSalvo's house and worm thought that it was in person and he was different. He was a bit colder. He It's like not the same. He's not, but then again, then when I had him, for the cold hate warm blood thing he was completely himself again i think i feel like he's just not he's not as attuned to this situation as we are yeah gotcha as far as like That's the technological stuff you're talking about or just i i feel like just speaking into a computer he won't be oh, oh like, like like bill yeah, I, no, exactly yeah. i didn't see that episode. was he on the episode 
Yeah. It's on the okay. decrepit episode. Yeah. I imagine he, it's probably the same. We should yeah. get Bill and Lord Worm on the same episode. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start doing mashups of people that just like no. make sense together. I want to yeah. do episodes of people that look like each other. We should have like Bill, Chris Barnes. <laughs> Bill and Chris Barnes, dude. <laughs> Who's the other person we kept comparing him to? Uh, oh, the singer of Shadows Fall. I don't know. Or the uh, Brian Fair. In case you wouldn't know who that is, um, yeah, yeah, just grab Dre. I used to want. I used to want to be the Brian Fair of straight hair. Matt and uh, oh, nice. and fucking uh, Craig. They both have hair. How long is your hair, Matt? When you let it go? Below my butt. Yeah. Yeah. Craig's down to the behind his knees, dude. Jesus. Craig Peters. I'm like, Jesus. there's no crazy. How could you whip that live? I don't think slowly. You Imagine slowly. in the shower, yeah. it just goes down to your knee. That's crazy. <laughs> The cleanest one knowing. It's like real well, fuck yeah, dude. man. I know you got a. I know you got a time thing going on. I got a bounce. Yeah, I take care of little kids tomorrow early morning. Yeah, so awesome. I appreciate I you guys you. having me on. We are Thank so coming on to have yeah. you on, man. That's yeah. We're honored again. We love you, the band. Totally. Thank you guys. Love You're that the man. Again, too. We'll the set one up again. You know, down the road if you have an opening in that long, long schedule that you just said to goes to March. We'll February. see you in March. Yeah, I have two bleeding into March. I have to feel February. I need yeah. my sober February. I made a list the other day of yeah, the ultimate sober artists of who I want to speak to. I have 12 names. I need four of them. I think I might nail it. We'll see. Actually, you know who you can get now is um, uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia. He's stopped drinking. Is that confirmed? I mean, that's what he told me. I, I've yeah. been texting with him back and forth because I was like, um, asking him like, hey, because I'm like, you know, got COVID breasts or whatever. But I was like, hey, so if you quit, if you quit drinking or you did quit drinking, I was like, did you lose a bunch of weight? Like, are you because I, I feel like I saw him and I was like, you look a little thinner, man. Like, and he's just all no, brother, I haven't lost anything. Like, I'm fucking like putting more money, putting money, putting more uh, weight on right now. And I'm like, okay, that would well, be a great suggestion if he actually still is sober. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. I think he I think he yeah. gave it up. I'm going to see him like, when he comes. I had heard that through someone. And also, friend. too, I'm going to give a shout out uh, now that this gets brought up right now, because uh, um, I feel like it's necessary um, just to the speedy recovery of Cheney and um, yes. Um, oh, yes. Naveen. Um, oh, yeah. Listening to that, uh, that uh, if yeah. you guys want a, a you know, cra- a crazy story of something that happened and actually was like watching their stories the night before while they were having wine and having a good time and they're like going like high five and having a good time and then the next morning or the next day or two was just a picture of cheney just completely like with bandages all over her face and stuff and i was like oh my god and um, copper crab podcast if you want copper to hear crab about podcast. it it's called the crash it. i just listened to it and it actually uh, it was two nights ago i listened to it and i literally kept me up i was like couldn't sleep like because of the i thought oh I, I thought the story was that she just crashed or something and it's a way more intense story than that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, even from Naveen's perspective, I was, like, completely, like, freaked out. Like, I'm just going, like, what? I mean, I'm so glad they're okay. So glad um, it's not worse. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So glad yeah. they're all right. That was, that's yeah. some of the and scariest then, stuff. Cheney's a strong know. chick. She's going to come out of this. She's going to come back. And, and seeing her, her posts and stuff, she's already, like, trying to do vocals vocalize. again. She's yeah. so fucking talented, dude. Yeah. I know. Totally. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, why so I hooked she... her up with the Monster Squad. Yeah, she they she played, uh, or they they both played uh, Heavy Metal Montreal, right? No, I hooked him up with the, yes, they, I'm sure they have, but I hooked him up You're with the, the, the video Lefebvre, Lefebvre, Yeah, I hooked him up. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. how she got that. Yeah. She oh, played wow. a character in, uh, what, was Resident it Evil. Resident Evil? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Dude. 
That's How awesome. Cool is that dude. Way cool. I feel like I did. Maybe I did. I'm sure I hooked her up, and then he already said he already had her. I might be wrong. But yeah, uh, right. now, just uh, yeah, just so sending your love or our all absolutely our, mad love, mad yeah, love. Definitely. Love you guys. I mean, right. goddamn, some of my my good friends, and that sucks to see them go through that. But as far as uh, I, mean, I heard in that podcast, Naveen was like, "I'm never drinking again." So. I mean, that could be one. Could, might you know, be one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for February, that's kind of a bad time to bring that up. But um, hey, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But um, yeah, no, just sending love to them. I mean, that really affected me and listening to V and talk really affected me. And that was uh, that's I'm glad that sh- they're making, you know, leaps and bounds as far as uh, recovery and stuff and hope to see them back getting that album done pretty soon. It's going to be Most a fucking massive hit. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's cr- oh, yeah. definitely going to be fucking sick. Well, oh, right yeah. on, everybody. Thanks, Matt. Love you, dude. Um, Casey, Joel, love you guys. Shout out love to you. Murray real quick from Matt Murray. Another Murray. 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 Where, 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 where's mine? There's two. There's four uh, dudes in Cryptopsy. There's four <laughs> dudes in Cryptopsy. <laughs> Why the hell did two of them get one? <laughs> that's, that's what's no, up. No, no, now that. you're going to get one for sure. Because he that's listens to every episode. Oh, hell yeah, guys. Well, uh, thanks. I'll take a Vox and Hops one, though. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. go. There you go. That'd be sick. And speaking of Vox and Hops, go check it out. If you haven't listened to it, Um, go subscribe. It's a fucking sick show. And you've heard of uh, endless amounts of those guests, guys. You're going to find plenty of fucking good shit in there. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, sorry, Joseph couldn't be with us this week, dude. I'm going to miss him. Until next week, though. The professor's coming back strong. Oh, yeah. We'll be a much oh, yeah. smarter podcast. Yes. All right. He goes up about 13, 14 <laughs> points each. You guys did well. You guys did well. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem, okay, Matt. Matt. And, uh, Thanks for we'll coming see on. Everybody next week. Rock on. Cheers. Right. Right on. Yep. Peace.